Hey, what's going on? Greetings and good day. Welcome back to Birds All Day. We could not be more excited to be here talking about your Toronto Blue Jays on this, the holiest of days here in 2020. Your, your 2020 Toronto Blue Jays are playoff bound. Actually, we could be more excited. Um, as you as you have known, if you listen to this show before, we tend to talk about things that are not just baseball. And this has been a ridiculously excruciatingly bad week for things that are not baseball, which is to say things that are ongoing around the world. So uh, I don't I don't feel equipped to do the same thing that I've I've done repeatedly on here because uh, for a million different reasons, mostly because I, again I don't think that I have the voice today for it. But there are things going on in our country, things going on in the country just to the south of here, um, things going on around the world that need your attention, that need your uh, your uh, your passion and your uh, your time and your energy and your dedication just as much as uh, the 2020 Toronto Blue Jays do. So it's my hope that uh, we can do that. We can we can almost find like an equal time sort of situation where uh, well we're going to be spending a lot of time on baseball and spending a lot of time on the playoffs and spending a lot of time on everything that that really unites us and brought us here in the first place. I it's my hope that we can um, spend an equal amount of time doing some of the other stuff too. Um, doing finding that passion and energy for the things that are um, really fundamental to uh, the the fact that the, the things that make it possible for us to do this, um, to not just serve as distractions, but to serve as maybe a vessel for these kinds of conversations. So that's my little piece for today. I thank everyone for indulging us and indulging me and indulging uh, the show for being what it has been for now here going on five years. And the first year that we did this show, the Blue Jays made the playoffs. And now here we are. Five years later, and they did it again. And five years ago, I started. I started the show. We started the show. And there's we, me. My name is Drew Fairservice, and I am joined as always by he joins old me reliable. as always. Yeah, there we go. There we go. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, old reliable, old reliable. Old reliable how Mr. Are you? Stoughton. Yeah, yeah. Stoughton, how are you? I'm well. I'm well. Uh, playoffs. Playoffs, playoffs, maybe you know. Shout out to Navaswani. Playoffs, <laughs> Capital One, Capital Exclamation Mark. We're bringing it all yeah. back. We're bringing it all back. And speaking of bringing it back, speaking of friends, uh, someone who was on this show in those early days of 2015, and as we were discussing in the uh, before we started to record, the the tenor of that conversation was was not as rosy as many of us remember much of 2015. Um, it was a dark and, da- and dangerous time. But I am so excited. It has been far too long. Since last we spoke on this show and in real life, uh, to your friend and mine, the Dav Steve, we're so excited. Thank you so much for taking the time. Hey, thanks for having me. I'm glad that uh, Caitlin and Zoobs were otherwise engaged tonight. So <laughs> they could be. They'll be the cool down from you, the big guest. This is the big get. Of course, you. Of course, you read the Dow on Sportsnet, and if you are from way back in the day, you you read it on Blogspot. You knew Dow Steve blogspot.com is the place to go and shout out to the to the dude ack the ack the nicest man in the whole world who uh, who joined the dow on the blog back in the day and uh, has just proven to be the, like honestly the sweetest guy i've ever i've never even met him and he's the sweetest man i've ever met but what- I ha- i've i've sat in his uh in his kitchen in winnipeg and and uh and uh absolutely legitimately uh, a sweet guy, a prince, and frankly, a guy who, uh, at a 
point where I was ready to give up the blog, um, uh, probably uh, put some uh, wind under my sails, mostly just by being better at it than I was and me <laughs> wanting to, to, uh, to, to, to write as thoughtfully and, and uh, as he did. So, so uh, yeah, Prince of a Guy. A prince of a guy, and he, I hope, is is celebrating. He's probably in bed. He's old and washed like us. Uh, but he lives in Winnipeg, so it's like, oh, no, it's earlier. So he's not in bed. He's up having the time of his life. Just like all the Toronto Blue Jays are, celebrating, clinching the playoffs officially. It looked, uh, it never really looked dicey. But there was definitely an element of scoreboard watching. There was an element of just almost like running up the clock. Some might even say they backed in. But they did come back this week in Buffalo and play very well against the Yankees team that has beat their brains in, even though the team's finished with the five, five, uh, uh, season series, which is uh, very difficult to believe because some of the blue, the Yankees wins felt as though they should have counted for two or maybe even three. But, uh, you got to think maybe you gentlemen can take it from here. Obviously getting in is, 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 is job one, but the ability to get in now pretty ideal. As opposed to letting it drag out and any longer, am I am I wrong in saying so? I don't think that you wanted to to go into to Baltimore this weekend and you know it, it just and have to have to make sure that you that you won out against those trash birds and you know just like they're awful and yet it's exactly the sort of team that would just. Uh, trip you up and beat you three times in a row in a weekend. So, uh, you know, I mean, the 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 Mariners and the Angels have have done their bit to uh, graciously allow the the Jays to maybe not sweat this out uh, quite as much as they could have, but um, probably better to get this done now. And frankly, it feels a little. It feels better to go in with a win as opposed to say losing and then spending the night waiting for someone else to 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 lose just to to really let you back in. Yeah, I think that would have been terrible to have to like you know to to just we've talked about them backing into the playoffs and I don't know that they're not necessarily not even though obviously they've had a good series so far against the Yankees which looked nice. Vlad Vlad Jr. finally making good on his promise. He is uh He's he's the guy we expected now. Finally, I think we can all agree. <laughs> you know those those ground balls just just inside third base can't teach that. Uh, but yeah, uh, for selfish reasons because it just would have made like scheduling our weekend worth of content a real pain in the ass if they hadn't clinched tonight. I'm, I think that it's obviously for the better that they clinched tonight. Um, and yeah, as as our as our, our good friend the Dow here was saying, uh, you don't want to have to face the Orioles and have anything on the line or worry about that at all or have to keep scoreboard watch. I mean, it's it's nice to exhale a bit and then you know get your bearings, uh, right? I mean, I think that that obviously the sooner the better. Really, I mean, there's eight, they're letting eight teams into the playoffs. I mean, you should you should have that all sewn up real fast. Really, I think that I. I, I um, with the benefit of hindsight, able to, to look at tonight. So Hyunjin Ryu, of course, started here on Thursday night uh, and pitched the, the whale of a game. 
Uh, but I think that 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 works out really, really well because now you have the opportunity to kind of like keep him on a regular um, uh, interval of rest. You don't have to try to think about, oh, my God, are we going to rush him back on Sunday if we needed to win? If you're the Blue Jays and you're desperate to, to, to win that game to get in, um, you don't have to think about, OK, do we send him out for some like weird kind of um, – uh, 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 what's the word uh, I'm looking for? Just like a like a like a pointless kind of. Uh, okay, we'll let him go pitch three innings against against the, against the Yankees in a game that doesn't necessarily mean anything. Um, I think that the ability to sort of like just keep the regular motions and the rhythms of the season and the rhythms of being a starting pitcher. I mean, he knows what he's doing. He's pitched. He played for the Dodgers. He plays in the playoffs every single year when he's healthy. So he's this is this is nothing new to him. But but I'm I am. Uh, from the Blue Jays' perspective, thinking this is, this could couldn't have worked out better in terms of being able to then start him game one against presumably the Rays um, on on regular rest, maybe with an extra day or maybe a, you know I don't know if it'd even be a day short, but you don't have to worry about him. Uh, Anthony Bass pitched a bunch tonight. You can maybe try to shut him down. Some of the other more high leverage guys, you can get them in for a little bit of work if they need it. Um, but you have the opportunity now to sort of. Um, just let the foot off the gas a little bit and sort of start to think because it's a, such a three game sprint to the play to in, in, in the first round that you'd need to kind of like, uh, like stack the deck and just load everything up and have everybody ready to go right out of the shoot, especially when you're the Blue Jays and you don't have, uh, you know, who starts game two is still a question and who starts game three is a mystery, you know, in a way. <laughs> yeah. I think we know who started game two, but game three, uh, yeah, it's, it's definitely a mystery. I I also think that you know, now they have the opportunity to like get Nate Pearson to the to the opposite end. You have a chance to ease Nate Pearson back in. Nate Pearson was, was of course activated off the disabled list um, here uh, on Thursday, uh, while Wilmer Font was DFA'd to the surprise of uh, of few. Who Wilmer Font's not going to be on the postseason roster? I don't think he was on the list initially. Now he's uh, not in employment. So. Uh, the the opportunity to maybe let Nate Pearson pitch twice maybe is that too much to ask maybe if you if you can kind of uh, uh, pencil him in on Friday and maybe try to get him in a little, little bit of work again on Sunday maybe Friday Saturday see how he responds to going going back to back I don't know I'm not I haven't read anything or heard anything or know anything but I'm just kind of just farting around I don't know what, what do you think is this is this, an, is this is this the kind of maybe a break that the bullpen can really benefit from. Yeah, I mean, and I think I think that's part of the issue in the in the last few weeks. I mean, when they were going well, the 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 bullpen really sort of propped them up. But you know, uh, amazingly, even though you have like a, a sixteen person pitching staff, uh, somehow they were still grinding them into <laughs> grinding them into dust uh, uh, by the end of the season. So to be able to to give them a like a a little bit of uh, a breath and um, I, I do feel like without uh, Font there, I mean, Font was the guy who they sort of went to when, well, we don't want to use anyone that we really care about. So, like, let's throw Wilmer in to, to get some some innings. So, I I mean, it's it's been such a bizarre year, though, just in the way that the pitching has been handled. And I, I kind of feel like I don't even have any sense of how that that this is going to play out. Uh, going into a series, especially a series with Tampa, like I'm fully expecting just absolute bizarro world weirdness coming from the mind of Kevin Cash in those uh, uh, three games. So, um, uh, but I mean, if they can, I, 
I would guess that Pearson maybe gets one uh, one go this weekend. I, I couldn't imagine them putting him putting him in twice over the weekend. I, I would think like give him one shot and then hold him for for a playoff game. At this point, it's, yeah, I, I was going to say that too because I think like if he goes Friday Sunday, are they going to go? To him in game one again, or is that is that going to be too much for a guy who's just coming off the the injured list, right? Like, okay, uh, but I guess to, to to be the devil's advocate, start, and I'll put the question right back to you. If he if you say okay, we're going to pencil him and you're going to give him some inning, an inning on Saturday, and he comes in and he walks the ballpark, well, then what is it? Is that it? Is he done? You just you're not you can't you can't go go to him in a playoff game if you can't be sure that he's going to throw the ball over the plate, can you? Uh, I mean, I feel that at some point they will go to someone in a playoff game where they're not sure if he's going to be able to throw the ball and play. Uh, that's just sort of the situation there. But yeah, I, you're right. You're right. It just uh, and maybe maybe you hope that with Ryu, obviously in game one, you're not going to need the bullpen as much. So maybe they do. But uh, I just think that obviously they have made it very clear all year that they, you know, despite the grinding of certain guys into dust, they are they're they're watching the workloads of guys. Uh, uh, quite a bit as well, uh, you know. The guy, I think Pete Walker said this in one of the Zoom calls too, which not I didn't make a big deal of, or it was it was it was just like it was subtle, but it was kind of like, well, there are you know, there's guys we're careful with, and there's guys we're less careful with. I don't think he said it quite that explicitly, but uh, I remember picking up on that because it's like, oh yeah, that's true. Like Jacob Wagesback, Wilmer Font, uh, giddy up boys, <laughs> you're in the you get big league innings. You should be happy with what we're giving you. Each big I mean, oh, sorry. Go ahead. Sorry, I was just going to say that, and that's the weird thing about about this year. Like, you know, I think that there are these these aspects of it that you know uh, you're almost looking past this year into the subsequent years, and it's really cool that like this young team with these guys got the chance to you know win, and maybe if you put it in quotes to win, you know, whatever, uh, but. But in terms of the stuff that they can learn about this team and this roster going forward, like the way that they managed the pitching staff this year, you can't do that in a normal season. You can't do it anywhere remotely like like the way that they did. So it just, I mean, you know, if you look at what Pete Walker or Charlie Montoya did uh, in managing that staff, like I, I don't think that you can look ahead to next year and say, with any sort of confidence, whether or not if what they did this year is going to to work next year, um, and, and maybe we'll get a little bit more of a sense of it when you know the games really count when when we're into uh, playoff baseball to see how they manage it. But man, yeah, it's, no, I, yeah. I, I, that's something that they've been sort of open about. I think too, like well, I think Walker in a different Zoom call than the one I was referring to the first time, but that doesn't really matter to anybody, I suppose. But, uh, but, but yeah, has, has sort of talked about how that's, you know, you just, you can't, man, you, they won't be able to do that. They get the extra uh, roster spots and the condensed games and the short ramp up. That all really changed the way that they were able to use the pitching staff or, or, or the way that they looked at it. Uh, and I think like a guy like Ross Stripling, like the, like the reason that they would have traded for that guy is because he's a guy who can do what Anthony K was doing next year when Kay and Hatch are guys who are more likely going to be starting in Buffalo, assuming, you know, the minor leagues still exist at that point. <laughs> or that the Jays aren't even in Buffalo at that point, which is not out of the question. Buffalo, Rochester, it's all the same. 
It's, it's all the same at this point. Uh, so I guess that maybe that starts to lead into the, a bit of the, the rosturbation kind of question. And I, I, I can, I don't, I don't want to assume, but I, I'm sure there'll be some content in your future Stoughton that sort of looks this shape. But what do you, how do you build out your team, uh, for a three game series against the cursed, cursed Tampa Bay Rays? Well, it's still we're still not a hundred percent sure it's the Rays, and uh, true. I saw you tweet today, and, and I, you're absolutely right. Like, it would be, I think most Jays fans would do well to to heed your your opinion and to and, you know and, and, to, and to believe what you believe, which is that not to put words, but like most people would rather them not have to play the fucking Rays because you know we've seen enough games at the Trop to know that just bad things are going to happen. But it would be extremely satisfying for the Jays to go in and. And you know, upend the Rays and 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 just ruin their season, uh, which is entirely possible because this freak show of playoffs that we're doing uh, very much allows that possibility. Uh, so I, I don't know as far as how the roster gets built. I you know I'm with Buck who was talking on the the TV uh, or the TV as I like to say sometimes uh, this evening. <laughs> I am from Peterborough. Uh, <laughs> 705 baby um uh, you know uh, he was talking about espinal and uh and, and either caleb joseph or reese mcguire coming up uh just to be an extra catcher which would be you know give them uh the ability to use our boy locomotive kirk uh more you know could you could dh him you can use him as a pinch hitter you can you could pinch run for him and then still have another catcher on the bench like i think that would just uh that would be ideal because obviously uh you know that that train has uh, is in motion and it cannot be stopped. <laughs> uh, but like I, you know, I don't know. Other than that, I think it's I think it's just a, what you see is what you get. I mean, there's no more Wilmer Font. I mean, he exists somewhere, but not on the Blue Jays roster. Uh, and yeah, it's just uh, yeah, I, Rourke and, and Anderson probably have no place on the roster. Maybe Anderson does, uh, but I don't know. I. I, I it's really at the fringes. You kind of know uh, who you're, who you're going to see in game one for sure. I know he said the two's up in the air, but I think that's Walker, uh, who's been really good, even though it's terrifying and it doesn't feel like he's, you know, in control. I feel a lot, but uh, uh, but he's he's been good. The numbers look good. The uh, as long as you don't look at his like FIP or anything that's like more advanced than ERA, then he looks great. Um, and yeah, I, I I don't know. I I don't know that they're. I don't know if they're going to get too cute about it. But at the same time, I remember this entire fucking season. So maybe they will. I'm a little disappointed that the bubble thing won't extend to uh, to the to this wild card round, such that the Blue Jays and Rays will in fact have to play at the trough. There's a part of me. Well, you got to you got to incentivize the the, the <laughs> winning the division, right? I mean, come on. Well, what I wanted to do <laughs> was get all like, well, here's what we're going to do with the roster. Like, if the Blue Jays are playing in San Diego, going to need to bring in Jonathan Davis. Someone's got to be able to run around out there, or San Francisco, or whatever. None of that shit matters. Uh, I can, it's hard to believe that 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 this is the conversation that we're having about Alejandro Kirk, which is, well, can this guy who just came from High A be the DH in the playoffs, even though he's a catcher and also five eight and two sixty. Like all, <laughs> <laughs> like these are like these are the serious conversations that that are being had. It's crazy, but um, I mean the bullpen also is is, is you know 
is, is an interesting question. I, I saw the Blue Jays brought Chase Anderson out of the bullpen for some mop-up garbage work the other night. Um, is that just to is that a prelude to him coming out of the bullpen? Should they need him in a, in a playoff situation, or is that just like the official sign that maybe he's not going to start any more games for these Toronto Blue Jays? Oh, well, I think that well, unless I mean these Orioles games mean nothing, but yeah, that that could be. He pitched kind of well at first too. Like he was, uh, they're talking about how he maybe had been tipping uh, when he was facing the the, the Yankees before he kind of went. I think he he uh, just threw from the stretch exclusively mm. in the second start, and it, it it went much better until it didn't. <laughs> The tipping was the fact that on the back of his jersey said Anderson in big letters. So they were like, okay, we don't have to worry about this so much anymore. Right underneath the giant Brodson spot on his uh, on his hat. Yeah. Who among yeah, us? I, I don't know if we if we want to uh, to start to 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 go down the uh, conspiracy road of just <laughs> how well the Yankees are hitting in Yankee Stadium this year, and uh, and you know. Uh, uh, "Quote unquote tipping his pitches," you know. I, I, I'm, I'm convinced that there's buzzers underneath all of those guys, you know, underneath all of their jerseys. At this point, you just you can't convince me otherwise. Um, and uh, I think I, they're shameless I, I, about it. And <laughs> I, I'm, I'm with you. I, I feel I've, I, yeah, I brought this up a couple of weeks ago, sort of half jokingly, but obviously horrible, filthy cheaters. But also, I think if you look at the Blue Jays' home and away splits. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's not gonna. It's it's gonna look like they got something going on in Buffalo. I think they were like fifteen and eight in Buffalo right now, um, which is better than they are on the road. It is. Yeah. It is better than they are on the road. <laughs> and also, of course, the the conditions in Buffalo. The Yankees were whining and moaning about the light and the just the the well the the last time the Yankees came in, they were complaining about the lights and the and the the experience and then the this time this this week was when uh, uh Aaron Hicks and Aaron Judge like bricked that Vlad fly ball yeah. and then he got a triple <laughs> out of it so yeah. just delightful you know we we ran our mouths way too much the after the last time the Yankees came to to Buffalo uh which of, then of course the the Blue Jays went back to the Bronx and were told uh, taught many a, a key lesson about uh, what it's like to play the Yankees, but but I don't know. So uh, l- l- let me just uh, change gears a little bit here. Stoughton, I think you may have already asked uh, answered this question, so maybe I'll turn to to Dow. Is this season now a success because they have been they are the eighth or seventh or eighth best team in the American League? So I, I think uh, I. I think it's a qualified yes. Uh, if you were to go back to uh, the before times, if you were to go to like late January, early February and talk about this team and say, you know what, this is a team that's going to end the season, you know, uh, over 500. Um, they'll be in the mix for the playoffs. They'll be playing meaningful games. Uh I think you would have taken that. And especially too, with the, again, the idea that it's almost less about this season and more about, about uh, teaching these uh, young players to, to win. And I know it sounds kind of trite, but I just don't think that, that a young player learns anything by going out and playing on a 70 win team. And, and so for them to go out and to, to need to play for their, for their, their screw ups to actually matter. So, you know, for, 
every time that Vladdy somehow ends up, you know, uh, somehow on the left uh, field side of the second baseman fielding a ball. <laughs> he's fixed. He's fixed now. He's fixed well, now. He's, well, it's because good. it worked tonight. Tonight he made the play on it. It was like, oh wow, that, hey, this is awesome. Like I, I honestly, considering the way that he's playing over there, they should just put him at second base. I want to. <laughs> He wants those. He wants those balls. So just like let him play second. Like imagine Vladdy around the bag at second, uh, turning uh, turning double plays. Uh, but no, I mean like for those for those mistakes or to to matter for for actually the the good things they do to matter. I think that that makes such a world of difference for this team going into. Uh, future seasons and like it's kind of cool that this is a bunch of guys who you know one in Dunedin and one in New Hampshire and and you know like uh, oh, I, when, and I know when, talking when about they, culture sorry, no, go ahead, go ahead. yeah no, just no, no, ta- no, no, keep going keep going yeah talking about culture sounds trite but like there's something to it like there really is that you know uh, I, I think uh I think an organization where there is uh, th- where there is a winning positive culture. I think it's easier for people to learn. I think it's easier for people to 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 you know to develop in that. And and that's really what this season was was to buy all about. In, to buy in, really, right? Yeah. Uh, I, I and I mean, they're going to get so mad when they have to watch the Rays celebrate. They're just gonna get. They're all gonna get so mad, and uh, and that's just gonna fuel that fire. How dare you? Uh, <laughs> see, I, I well, so who isn't? Everyone should get mad when the Rays celebrate anything. Yeah, that's true. I bet you the Rays are getting mad when they are celebrating. Like, oh, this means I'm just gonna get traded in the middle of the season. I don't want that. <laughs> this means we have to play more games here. Oh, what a nightmare. Um, I. <sighs> Am obviously excited that they've made the playoffs. I it's so stupid, but if they had finished second ahead of the Yankees, for example, I would be more excited. I would be more inclined to say the season is is a success if they had just played a little bit better. I don't know. Maybe I'm maybe I I'm not uh, giving them their due and not giving them credit for at this at this stage. The worst they could finish is 500, which is uh, says a lot. <laughs> but the the bad they could also they could finish you know five games over 500. So and maybe they do against all odds you know reel the Yankees in and finish ahead, which would be hilarious. But uh, I don't even know they they would have to win out. The Yankees have to lose out, I believe. But um, I don't know. I just wish that you know. I, I I take I would take the success of this season for what it is, but I'm I, I just wish they had played a little bit better. I, I don't know. There I was at for law, wide swaths of this short season, like just really uninspired by the by the way of the baseball that they played, I guess. I don't know. I, maybe I'm being unrealistic, unrealistic. I just want to, maybe I would just, I wanted them to be better. And I thought that they are capable of being better. Um, but, but maybe they, I'm not they being realistic. Didn't. Hmm? They didn't, right? Like at the start, I remember writing about Charlie Montoyo being like, you know, it's player development in the big leagues. And they've been, were really, 
guarded about talking about any sort of aspirations of being anything except, you know, especially, you know, the, the, especially Montoyo in his Zoom press conferences or whatever. Because the players were like, yeah, we could do this, but, you know, obviously, uh, if you if if you're a player and you don't think that irrational as it may be, uh, you're probably not going to have a great year, right? But like, uh, but they seemed like they were really like not skeptical, but just like when, especially early in the season, when uh, Montoyo's decisions were sort of really under the microscope about the you know bringing Shunya Maguchi in the tenth inning for his debut and then like doing it again, even though the first time it was a disaster, and like just the way the bullpen was being managed and stuff that like that went right. It, it, it was kind of like they're like ah, you know we're we're just out here to have fun this year, and it was really frustrating at the time. Because, you know, you can sort of objectively look at them and the gift that they'd been given, which is the fact that there were eight playoff spots up for grabs in the American League. You you could look at you. It was like, no, you idiots. Like, you should be able to, you should be playing to win. And they very much, uh, even until this month, really, have been, had been like, uh, that's not, that's not what they're, you know, they're about at one day at a time and they're about development and they're, uh, they're not really thinking about that, and it, it, clearly, just to not put undue pressure on on the team, which I think is is probably smart. But but also, they very much were ready to like to defend themselves against that criticism by with the by saying, "Well, what? Like, we can't manage like it's the seventh game of the World Series. Like, this is just sort of a development year." Uh, and so, I and- think it's a success. Yeah, and, and and you know what? Like they they played really ugly baseball at times. They were a janky, flawed team. Uh, I mean, baseball's full of flawed teams. This one had some pretty profound flaws to it at times. But you know, I, I mean, I I cut them a little bit of a break in that you know, like they didn't have a home ballpark for the first couple of weeks of a of a whatever. I, I, for the first two and a half weeks of an eight week season, they didn't have a home ballpark. So they were off uh, on a, on a long road trip. Um, And the other thing too, like I I just think about some of the stuff that we were driving ourselves crazy about. Like I spent an evening on Twitter defending Teoscar Hernandez uh, from people who are ready to, you know, to DFA this guy because he bobbled a ball in some crappy (laughs) lights. And it's like, you know, like, he he bobbled the ball. It cost him the game. Like so, what? Tomorrow is another game. Like so, it's they need to. If they want to become a better team, they're going to need to tighten a whole bunch of that stuff up. And from, I mean, Danny Jansen's game calling, which you know, I'm not an expert, but it just doesn't seem like that's something that's. Uh, working really well to, you know, the defense. I mean, the base running. I like to watch guys run with abandon, but I don't like watching guys run into stupid outs. And, and you know, even that, I guess, got better towards the end of the year. So I cut them a bit of a break, but I mean, yeah, it, I, it, it was uh, like, I, I get, Drew, why it is that you could kind of look at this and say, like, this was not, uh, aesthetically pleasing baseball team to watch this year. I, I've been, as you two have been speaking intelligently and, and uh, making reasonable 
points. I've been trying to think of like an analogy and I was started out thinking about an analogy of like, um, like a poker analogy where it's what you would call bankroll management, where you've got X number of dollars that you have to like live and play with for a long period of time. And when things are going badly, it's all about like cutting your losses and managing your bank bankroll and not like pissing it all away in a day sort of thing. And I feel like in a lot of ways, this season has been that from a player development perspective, from a, from a team building perspective, you know, you can't read too much into what you would see in this crazy year for, for all the reasons that you two have listed, uh, have listed. You know that guys are going to get overworked. You are going to, you've seen great moments from, from, uh, from Anthony Kay and then Tom and Tom, Tom's Hatch and, and Baraki and whatever. And then you've seen, you know, or even the other guys, uh, like Bass and whomever else, you know, they, they're not unhittable monsters who are going to get, go three up, three down every time out, but, you know, they start to wobble. So then you kind of shut them down because you don't, you can't just keep pushing and pushing and pushing and pushing and, uh, and trying to like force it to happen, which I think that would be reckless. Uh, and I agree. So then if say the Blue Jays, um, uh, uh, were more aggressive, even more aggressive at the, at the trade deadline, they made a lot of like low risk moves at the trade deadline and some that have worked out really well. Obviously, Taiwan Walker, uh, you do that trade every day and, you know, twice on Sunday, as they, as they say. So I, I think that maybe that, maybe I need to remember that. I need to remember that this season is so much just about, like persevering and getting through and not overcommitting and not burning anybody out. Uh, yeah, you know, uh, the team could have been better if some of the, the flyers that they took on the Tanner Roarks and the, and the Chase Andersons and whomever else of the <laughs> That's world. It's an expensive flyer on Tanner Roark. Well, you know what I mean, but like, the, like <laughs> but they, yeah. they, they paid him to be a slightly better version of this. And it's, he was not really eating innings and he wasn't effective. So it was kind of like a, he was doing nothing where if he was even just able to eat some more innings and take a bit of a load off the bullpen, then that would be a kind of job done. And maybe the value of a guy like him becomes more clear when he's happily going out and getting his brains beat in for four or five innings, you know, 30 times when, especially when there's a lot of, a lot more lower leverage games and lower leverage outings in the mix, as opposed to being like, boy, the Blue Jays sure need a win. Here comes Tanner Roark, hoping to manage to, to keep his skin on for most of the game until they have to go to another reliever whose arm is hanging on by a thread and the jersey is the only thing keeping it <laughs> attached. So I, I need to remember those sorts of things that they, 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 they still did. They obviously, when they, when they went and they signed, you know, Hyunjin Ryu, that was a big move. That was a sign that they wanted to, uh, uh, take this year seriously, I think. So, uh, and so it's, it's kind of a little bit of both, right? He's going to, he was there to make the team better, right? He wasn't there to lead. He's not there to like teach the younger guys. He's there to be, make the team better. That's what you pay a guy like that for. You can have your senior vibe, uh, correspondent or whatever they were, whatever Caleb Joseph is calling himself. Like those guys are free. You don't, you don't <laughs> give $80 million to the cheerleader, right? The cheerleader and like, and like, uh, Zen pitching coach. So the expectation was the team was going to be better a little bit, I think, but they definitely couched that in, uh, with a lot of hedges, with a lot of, uh, uh, not overcommitting and not asking the, the, telling the young players, like, you're here to win now. This is the part where you do the winning. Uh, so I don't know. Maybe, maybe, uh, maybe I'm a little bit, um, unfair in my demands that they just finish ahead of the, Yan it's not just finish ahead of the Yankees, finish ahead of someone that is a good team. They, they, they could well finish ahead of the, the Astros in the standings, which is no mean feat, but they also, but they'll still be behind them in the playoff seating because of the way that all, all that works. So I don't know. I just would, 
That's uh, that's not, but that's. Uh, I think that's fair. Just finish ahead of a good team would make you feel better. But they had the Astros. You do. You do maybe, the Astros. Yeah. Maybe if they'd been really serious, they could have gone out and spent three hundred and thirty million on Anthony Rendon, and I'm sure that would have absolutely guaranteed them. <laughs> playoff baseball so well Well, also i i I don't know if anybody knows this but uh in 14 games with the brewers dan vogelbach's worth like a fucking half win (laughs) it's got like a 181 weighted run screen plus right now during his brewers stint he's been like nuts missed out they really blew it frankly if the Blue Jays had signed Anthony Rendon, I would not have been mad. Also, <laughs> which, <laughs> no, no. Is, which is not no, what no. you were saying, but <laughs> no. All right, we'll take a quick break, and then we're going to come back with some more birds all day. Talking about erectile dysfunction isn't easy. Usually, we just brush it off or blame ourselves, saying things like "I lost my mojo," or we avoid it altogether with excuses like "I had a long day at work," or "Sorry, honey, I'm just not feeling it." But with Roman, it's easy to talk about it with a real healthcare professional who can prescribe real medication. It's simple, safe, and totally discreet. With Roman, you can get a free online evaluation and ongoing care for ED, all from the comfort and privacy of your home. A healthcare professional will work with you to find the best treatment plan. If medication is appropriate, Roman will ship it to you with free two-day shipping. The whole process is straightforward, simple, and discreet. Getting started is simple. Just go to getroman.com slash Toronto and complete an online visit. Erectile dysfunction used to be tough to tackle, but now there's Roman. Complete an online visit today to connect with a healthcare professional and take care of it. So go to getroman.com slash Toronto today. If approved, you'll get $15 off your first order of ED treatment. That's getroman.com dot com slash toronto looking for an assist with your credit card but can't get a hold of anyone luckily with 24 7 us-based live customer service from discover everyone has the option to talk to a real person anytime day or night yep you heard that right you can talk to a real human and customer service anytime sounds like a real game changer if you ask us make the right call and get the service you deserve with discover limitations apply see terms at discover.com slash credit card i guess the question is then what comes next so if this is a a mild success uh obviously beating the Rays is like a cherry on top if that's who what happens, if they do face the raise and they do win, despite what Stoughton thinks, uh, the you know then it's then it's real. If if they get past the past the wild card round, then it's real. Then I'm 100 percent all in. I obviously we'll have a great time. We'll be watching playoff baseball. So I guess it, okay, it may, maybe that's the question: is is did they really make the playoffs? <laughs> <laughs> well, before before we answer that, first of all. They already had a third baseman, so they couldn't sign Rendell. Mm, mm. <laughs> Let's make that clear. That also yeah, put, I mean, a, put a bitter taste in my mouth. That, that ruined <laughs> the year. I was like, he's playing first base. Come on. Can I? Oh, he's, uh, he's yeah. Great. Can I? Can I great. just go one last time and and beat to death this this thing about putting Vladdy at, at first? Which, you know, I'm rooting for him to actually uh, to actually figure that out at some point, but. 
but again, the, everyone wanted him off of third and onto first. And it's like, okay, so let's take his best attribute, which is his arm, and basically negate it. And let's take his worst attribute, which is his feet, and emphasize it. Let's see how that's going to work out. Um, I don't know. It, 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 to me, that's that's still just... I, I In this year, I don't know why they wouldn't have just uh, let him go at third, but maybe it was because he came back with uh, less than, than ideal conditioning um, to be, uh, to be generous. So anyways, yeah, that's, that's, that's how, I, that's how I put it on my Tinder profile, less than ideal conditioning. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think there's any doubt that, that he came to camp or returned to camp in such abysmal physical condition and looked so rough over there that they were like, we cannot, this cannot happen. We can't put him out there. How bad? What, what must he have looked in their warm when their workouts and then the inter squad stuff that they were like, "Oh Jesus, God, no! This is it. This is the, this is the one." Now we've we've pushed we broken glass in case of emergency. <laughs> um, oh, so do you think there's no chance he goes back? I don't expect it, but uh, maybe I don't know. Well, it depends He's on how many hits. If yeah. he if he continues going three for four with a home run and two like laser beam singles every game, he can do whatever he wants. He can go play. He can just be the everyday. He hit it through guys. Yeah, yeah hit it literally hit, hit it through them at 115 miles an hour, whatever it might be. Um, okay, well, if not the Rays, then are you are 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 you rooting for the for the Blue Jays to face the Rays? Dow, does it not feel would it not feel that much more satisfying to get in there and even just take one, even just put a beating on Tyler Glasnow? I, I mean, I, 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 I would really like, I, I, it would be immensely satisfying for them to beat the Rays. I mean, maybe more so than any other team, just given uh, what the Rays have done to them over the last, I mean, more than a decade. I mean, I remember hating the stupid Rays and their stupid green uniforms, you know, and Aubrey Huff. I hated Aubrey Huff before it was popular to hate Aubrey Huff. <laughs> before you knew why you hated Aubrey Huff. You yeah, could just tell yeah, that you yeah. hated him. Yeah, but but I mean uh yeah, no. I mean it would be uh, it would be great to to beat the, beat them. And you know, to the earlier question about like is this really the playoffs? Well, when they're lined up and and uh, against the Rays and uh every pitch matters, it's going to feel like the playoffs pretty quickly, I think. Uh for us. So you know, if it turns out to be, I mean, I think the the other alternative at this point is maybe the Twins, and I mean, you know, I I, I would be happy if they beat anyone, but I, I would be certainly very satisfying to go into the trop and to take two games away from the from the Rays. Yeah, I know, nobody needs them to to beat Josh Donaldson, uh, who plays for the Twins. You may remember. Uh, I do like the idea of it, you know, being of, of getting a central division or getting a, an opponent from another division, uh, just because I have literally no idea who's on the White Sox except for you know the the seven or eight really really good guys that they have, like really uh, good. <laughs> yeah, it's ridiculous. Uh, but yeah, I like just I have, I have not watched a White Sox game this this season to my to my detriment. Uh, I'll get around to that in the playoffs. Uh, but yeah. I, I don't know. It doesn't matter. It's all gravy. I what all I want really is that there isn't a wow Charlie fucked right <laughs> fucked up so badly that he cost them the play a playoff series narrative 
uh, on the other side of all this, which I know people are very not itching to embrace, but will readily embrace it should there be any hint of a, of a like, wow, Charlie did something just completely insane, and uh, and that was it. And you know, I'm, I'm I, I don't feel I'm a great Charlie defender. Uh, I just try to be a little bit human about some of the stuff that goes on. Uh, but that would leave a bad taste in my mouth. It was just like. I am excited to watch postseason baseball with the Blue Jays in it. I am not excited to watch Charlie Montoyo manage a game within an inch of its life. <laughs> I won't well, lie. That's kind of what I mean. Yeah. Especially with I mean, the, when you. Sorry, go ahead. Go ahead. I mean, and the question is, you know, uh, to what extent is, you know, are you going to sense that, you know, this is Charlie uh, calling this or, or, or is it, you know, is it coming from, from the front office or the high performance or wherever it is? Like, I mean, at this point, getting into a playoff series, is he, you know, uh, is he allowed to manage it? you know, without all that information, or is there like nine times more information? And, and at that point, they're just totally all over the, the top of them. I mean, I, I, I think that Charlie's role there was, was basically to be an executor for, uh, for, you know, what the front office want, uh, wanted to do. Although the bunts, uh, kind of makes me, uh, it kind of makes me wonder about that. <laughs> I don't know. You know what? Like uh, all, all things told, like they got through the season, like the season is, is, you know, like there, it was a 50, 50 proposition that this baseball season was even going to like conclude uh, at a certain point. Like there was a weekend where I think we were all kind of like looking at it and the Cardinals had played four games and, mm-hmm. and half of the uh, Marlins were, uh, off on on uh, COVID bed rest, and you know, and out of all of that, they've managed to conclude it. They didn't do it in a in a bubble because, like, logistically, they just could not have. Um, I don't. I, I'm I'm just happy that there's going to be baseball this October because it's going to be it's going to be a long winter of just staring at nothing but football highlights. And the ongoing collapse of Western society as well. That will be a <laughs> delightful backdrop to the baseball offseason. Uh, uh, there's a part of me that I think you've, you've, you've touched on something that's really key, which is I feel like, especially the first round is three games. So I feel like the Ross Atkins, I, in my mind, there's a, there's, a, there's a scenario, there's a scene playing out in my mind where we're like Ross Atkins uh, calls Charlie Montoya into his back of his truck or wherever that's parked in the parking lot out front of Salem Fields and said, Charlie, we're in the playoffs. Just fucking let it go. And there's no more, you know, the 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 high performance department is not informing decisions. They're not saying this guy can throw this many pitches. It's like, just go out and manage the game and see if we can fucking win. And I, I, while that may be Maybe Charlie Montoya isn't exactly the guy I want to give those that that like rousing speech to my second rousing speech of the day. Uh, I there's a part of me that just says like, okay, it's playoffs now, just go, like, just go and win, just like no more fucking around. If you got a bunt, don't, but you'll still do it anyway. Uh, if you want to let you know, Hyunjin Ryu through 115 pitches, he's 34 years old, he can manage. Like, just go and do it. And I, I think it would almost be refreshing 
Um, and again, this is something that I, a scenario that I've concocted in my own mind, but I really hope that it's a uh, close to real life. I feel like you're really setting yourself up for disappointment. Aren't I? <laughs> yes. I wish that things were, I, I wish that things were better or if not better than at least perfect. And then, uh, maybe they turn out to be slightly less. So listen, I just said, Charlie Montoya go out and win us a ball game. Things are not perfect. Things are pretty fucking far from perfect. If those, if that's the scenario that I've dreamt up, but I don't know. Stone, do you think that there's still going to be, you know, like two hands on the till sort of the tiller, so to speak, like, or more, are there, is, are the, are the puppet strings going to get cut in October? I don't think so. No, you think it's the same deal? Same, same, you know, uh, iPads up in the, in the high performance department in issuing the, the, the pitching changes and telling um how it's going to work. I do. Yeah. Why wouldn't it be? Look, when, when Josh, Josh Palacios gets pulled in <laughs> as, as a, as a pinch runner in game seven of the ALCS, you know, we're going to, we're, we're going to know this is, this is Charlie. This is Charlie. Like, you know, what, what he can be, what he will be, you know, as he becomes the greatest manager in Blue Jays history. Amazing. I mean, right, so the, he, he, well, no, no, I just, I think, I think that's correct. He will be the greatest Blue Jays manager in history. I uh, also like to point out, which uh, just because I tweeted about this the other night and it inspired a lot of hate, which is always good. Uh, <laughs> now Ross Atkins has passed Alex Anthopoulos as the uh, uh, as the Blue Jays general manager with the second most amount of playoff appearances. So we should all celebrate that. I, I am. Can you hear me celebrating? <laughs> yeah, it sounds like it. Well, you uh, seem like you don't really feel that this is a real playoff berth, which I got to tell you, uh, it, it, it is. And, I, and after I tweeted that, uh, there were a bunch of people who were like, you know, like asterisk kind of people. And I'm like, well, yeah, they did. They expanded the playoffs. They did that in like 1969 too. So apparently Pat Gillick needs a bunch of asterisks because like, except for the times they, you know, won the most games in the division. Right. Like, like all gonna, that you can aspire to in life is to be marginally better at your job than Gord Ash was at his <laughs> for, for however many years he was the GM. Yeah. JP Ricciardi almost got there, but I think he, I don't know if he was marginally better or not. I don't think that this, the 2020 Blue Jays aren't as good as the 2006 Blue Jays. There's a, there's a take for you. Does that matter? Not even a little bit. Run the simulations. Ten thousand sims. Let's see who comes out on top. <laughs> Love. Who's been screwing with this thing? Did <laughs> did the Orioles make the playoffs in twenty sixteen? For example. Yeah, sure they did. For marketing purposes, absolutely they did. No, they did not. They didn't do shit. They got. They played a game. They played a play-in game. They didn't. They didn't, they didn't make the playoffs. Came, came dangerously close to winning that game. Shout out Ubaldo Jimenez. Ubaldo Jimenez retired this week. Um, uh, just four scant years after uh, Edwin Encarnacion unofficially retired him. <laughs> Which is a terrible thing to say about Ubaldo Jimenez, who was a very good pitcher, made a lot of money, and played for a long time. But uh, that was one of the worst pitches that's ever been thrown in the history of the league. And uh, I was just delighted, <laughs> delighted to be watching it at home, banging on my couch with absolute delight. I was at a Gabby's, and I still enjoyed myself. Believe it or not, <laughs> against all odds. <laughs> yeah, 
I, I fell off my couch and I made a sound that was like somewhere between a laugh and a shriek and a yell. And I don't think that I could ever like replicate that, but it, it kind of hurt after I made it. But anyways, I don't think I made that sound again until the, uh, until the five bouncer, uh, uh, buzzer beater. Kawhi. Mm. Yeah. Just that sort of absurd, absurd joy of a moment. And, uh, I'm hoping that we see something like that this year. Uh, did what Randall Gritchick hauling that uh, hauling that ball in on, uh, tonight here wasn't uh, wasn't doing that for you? Uh, that, that, that I <laughs> I felt like I was going to barf when that one came off the bat. So <laughs> shout out to Randall Gritchick, making me look good for defending him as being a good outfielder with a capital G. The, the the finest praise you can issue to any Blue Jays outfielder is like, well, at least he's good. Uh, Here's hoping. Here's hoping that we can get some indelible images like that Edwin Encarnacion home run that happened in the precursor to the playoffs, or like even the Josh Donaldson, the Josh Donaldson, the Donaldson dash, I believe it is referred to, scrambling home from second base, the very heads-up play at the expense of the uh, accursed Texas Rangers, who are not going to be in the playoffs now or anytime soon, because uh, fuck them. I'm excited for that to happen, and I'm excited despite my better judgment i'm excited that we were able to be joined by the dallas steve here on birds all day thank you again my friend for taking the time tell the people where they can find you where they can read your work and when they can follow your tweets as well yeah the 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 tweets are the work now i feel like it's uh (laughs) i hear that yeah dallas steve uh yeah you can you can find that just i probably am sneaking into your feed one way or another anyways so um and uh on sportsnet.ca actually i do have something coming up this weekend so um hopefully i haven't uh hopefully i haven't used all my a material for uh for for the moment because uh i probably should have saved some of that for uh what i still have to write for this weekend but uh yeah sportsnet.ca uh and uh otherwise just Find me sort of mindlessly sending stuff out into your doom scroll of Twitter. That is <laughs> usually some semblance of positivity. Um, you know, I, I I like to be I like to be a happy fan out there, and I uh, don't like to to engage too much with uh, the not happy fans. So. I said I said those that very point, and I feel I feel very fortunate that I have I my almost all my my interactions and engagements are uh, I relish them. Uh, I don't have a lot of sh- shitty idiots who show up in my mentions. I was tweeting at Ben Nicholson Smith the other day, and just an absolute trail of trash through his <laughs> replies, just one subhuman monster after another. And uh, and I was glad that I don't I don't get that now. That maybe that's because I am um, I don't know the, for whatever reason. Thank you, thank you, Dow, for joining us. Thank you <laughs> to the people who listen there. to this, people who, who interact with me on on Twitter. Um, maybe it's just because I'm just such a swell guy. I don't know. Stoughton, what do you got coming up for uh, for Blue Jays fans the world over on the Athletic? Uh, I have got uh, I've got something on Danny Jansen at his little breakout there, and and he's in a he's in a weird spot, obviously in his career, which is sort of maybe more forward looking than you'd expect at a time when the Blue Jays have backed their way into the playoffs. But uh, 
Uh, Jansen is an interesting guy. The catching position uh, talent is scarce. <laughs> um, uh, the Jays got a guy who look, looks okay. And yet, uh, I don't know, basically give, give Danny Jansen a little more time. He'll be, he'll be okay. Uh, and, and then, you know, it's really just, uh, you know, reacting, whatever, whatever is going on in the moment. It's, uh, it's playoffs, baby. You know, it's all, it's all about, uh, it's all about this next week. We're going to, we're going to see what the hell happens. It's going to be fun. Uh, no expectations and just, uh, interesting baseball and, I don't know. It would be great to see the Blue Jays make a little run, uh, not Wouldn't just it? for beating Tampa, not and not just because they've never lost a playoff game in Arlington, where the uh, World Series will be held. You uh, you love to see it. You love to think about the Blue Jays Padres World Series and all of the uh, executive TV executives at Fox and uh, <laughs> and, and, and the, the the MLB mothership just like jumping out of windows and stuff. It'd be like a Stars Lightning Stanley Cup final for the people at Rogers, probably. Yikes! The fine, the fine, the yeah, the fine people at Rogers. Is the I'm fine saying. people at Rogers. <laughs> Who, honestly, though, like, like no joke. We, I was, we were talking in the in the group chat the other day. Like, who's watching hockey right now? I don't know. Not not anybody that I know. If you want to read what Stoughton writes on the Athletic, you can pay to do that. Because that's what you got to do. You got to subscribe to the Athletic. And if you haven't already, right now there is a special deal going on for one dollar and twenty five cents a month. Hook it up. Theathletic.com slash birds all day is the place that you're going to want to do that. You can, of course, subscribe to the show on your podcast catcher of choice, whether you subscribe to The Athletic or not. I think you should go and do it. But if you don't, that's cool, too. You can go to Apple Podcasts. You can go to Spotify. You can go to Stitcher. You can go to Overcast, wherever you do podcast things. Go and get it. Go subscribe. Hit us with a, with a like. Hit us with a rating. That would be awesome. Follow the Dow on Twitter. Follow Stoughton on Twitter. You can follow me. You can read the newsletter that comes out sometimes. Uh, man, it sucks trying to get one of those out when you just want to do anything else. But, uh, but you, you've committed to doing it and you work all day and you've been at the hockey rink and it's so cold, but you're wearing a mask. Nothing, nothing is right. Subscribe to the show. Thank you, everyone, for listening. Enjoy. The playoffs, quasi or otherwise, no matter what I think about it, the number one thing is that you can go out and have the time of your life, and hopefully uh, we have more base, more playoff games to talk about. I have a feeling, so we, we haven't talked uh-huh. about this before, that we'll uh-huh. be doing another one of these sooner rather than later. Uh, exactly what I was about to say. Yeah, we might get one in before the uh, before the festivities start. Hopefully, we'll all appreciate it a little more than we maybe we do right now. And appreciate everything you have. And appreciate the, the the privilege that you have. If you do have someone you listen to this, reflect on it and uh, and try to spread that around and and put your privilege in a position where it can it can uh, benefit those who don't have it. Uh, we live in a really fucked up world sometimes, so it can like the Dow said, the doom scroll can really get you down. And I really think that if we um, just doing something uh, can help. And so can watching playoff baseball, which is what you, as a Blue Jays fan, are going to do next week. And we'll talk to you then on the next edition of Words All Day.